You're listening to Bacula Future, a Gatsby Reserve podcast. It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally here Cause I've got faith of the heart I'm going where my heart will take me Hi everyone, welcome to Fat Gatsby Presents Reserve, which in turn presents Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a real Inception sort of thing here. Uh, <laughs> Stay with us now, we're going somewhere with us. Alright, we're going deep. Um, hi, this is Ben and we've got Dave here. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, the episode uh, Shuttle Pod 1. Uh, that is from, uh, what is it? Uh, season one, episode 16. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of the rare episodes where we get to see Malcolm Reed actually behave like a human being. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a weird human being. He's, I tell you, he's such an interesting actor. And Malcolm could have been, a, I think, a very interesting Sometimes there are these fleeting glimpses of of something going on behind Malcolm's eyes, and then he just keeps talking about torpedoes or whatever. <laughs> uh, and yeah. also, I think this episode ruined a lot of people's speculations that Malcolm might be the first gay Star Trek character. Yeah, yeah, because man, they they really ruined it by all the women that he has ever bedded <laughs> and apologizing to them that he could no longer bed them again. Oh man! All right, so let's so, so let's back it up. So in this episode, uh, Trip and Malcolm uh, take a shuttle pod out for a mission and uh, for, uh, for a few days, uh, set to rendezvous with the Enterprise when they're done taking their scans or whatever bullshit they have to do. Yeah. When they get back, they see debris from the Enterprise's hull. <laughs> they assume the Enterprise has been destroyed and they despair. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, they don't have scanners. And they're doing this all visually. So I will kind of forgive the fact that there probably would have been something to tell them that wasn't enough debris for it to be the Enterprise. One would um, think, yeah. But and, and given that the main engineer uh, was on that shuttle pod, um, you know, you'd think he'd know how much metal would show. But there's a lot of other factors that can go into that. So I'll forgive it. Um, but in, in the, the first episode of our podcast, I was talking about how, you know, maybe they shouldn't have left uh, Doc without having oh, all their shit together. Well, this is the episode I was kind of talking about. Because um, <laughs> who fucking sends out a whole starship, let alone a shuttle pod that clearly has some faulty parts to it, if both communications are down and their scanners, um, to go on a mission where they have to rendezvous afterward with the Enterprise. Like, and then, and then, <laughs> for the Enterprise to leave where they were supposed to rendezvous. Like, oh, God, so many red flags. Like, ugh. 
Yeah, this, now that's... Uh, the, uh, there's this. probably a Starfleet simulation that was created after this fiasco uh, and, and, as a learning measure so that no one fucks up this bad once again. Every time a shuttle pod left that ship and, like, they were going to rendezvous later, I was just, no, don't do it. Don't do it. No, guys. You don't – you haven't quite (laughs) – you haven't perfected the act of rendezvousing. (laughs) Get it together. Now it's 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 not their fault. The Enterprise had some uh, some right. alien refugees that they had to deliver to their home world, right. and heaven forbid they wait like an hour. No, couldn't you do know. that. No, no. We gotta, um, we and and there are micro singularities which humans don't believe in. <laughs> wait, was it humans don't believe in or Vulcans don't believe in? Because um, I think it's I think it's Vulcans. I, I think Vulcans spoke of it in a way that they dismissed it as being real. Humans had heard of it from other sources, but they had never experienced them on their own. And so uh, essentially what's happened is that a micro-singularity caused the other spaceship to be in distress and then uh, crash on the asteroid or whatever. Um, But then they start affecting the shuttle pod also. Mm -hmm. Um, Some tiny little bullet holes through the shuttle. Yeah, yeah, which... Um, I, I think at that point, if they it came across a micro singularity and it, it destroyed another ship, it is severely damaged. Uh, well, not severely. It, it badly damaged uh, Enterprise and it severely damaged a shuttle pod. This would be where I would turn around and go back until we figured out how to get some fucking shields because hull plating's just not going to cut it. Ben, what? fuck shields. They've got mashed potatoes. <laughs> they plugged those holes oh, with mashed right. potatoes. You know what? I'll, the, okay. In space. So he had, uh, Trip had uh, meatloaf, and all I could think of was uh, Darren DeMarco. Oh, was it, it was, was, yeah, he had the meatloaf one, and, and then the other, uh, uh, Malcolm had sea bass, I think, or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, the meatloaf, all I could think of was. Um, how much I miss, uh, or not miss, but how much I loved watching Darren DeMarco make meatloaf and, um, and watch, uh, our friend Robert V. Eldridge eat it and still not like it. Now, if it was space meatloaf. Yeah. Now it's it Starfleet standard issue rations. I really think Darren could get into the meatloaf making business for Starfleet. If, uh, if this ever becomes a real thing, Darren could be the chef on the, of the NX nx01 and then he turns um, out to be uh oh wait spoilers never mind <laughs> <laughs> um, so all right technical uh, uh suspension of disbelief yes <laughs> aside um i i, I think yeah. they narratively they make a very smart decision and that is that immediately after the opening credits we know that the Enterprise is not destroyed because yes. obviously it's an ongoing series. We know the Enter- – we all know they couldn't have just killed off the whole main cast. Right. So they don't even bother keeping us in suspense. They explain the whole thing away, thus letting the suspense come from will they find each other in time before this yes. damn shuttle pod runs out of <laughs> oxygen. Right. Um <clears throat> The, that's smart. That's yes. that's that's not dumb television. No, no, that's 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 very good because yes, like you said, season one. This is not the last episode. Um, it, it is. It, it makes it a little bit easier, and it gives more time for us to watch the dynamic between these two characters stuck in a confined space, um, about to potentially die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting to watch who goes where with it. 
um, who goes to the survival mode and who goes to the I'm accepting death immediately and here are all the things that I have to record for all of my past loves. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's it, it was really interesting because I, I didn't expect the characters to be that way. I really expected a flop. Uh, I also expected Trip to be the one that uh, had sex with a shit ton of women instead yeah. of uh, anyone else. So. He probably did. Who can resist that accent? <laughs> oh, God. That fucking accent. Uh, I think I many lo- you people know what? can. No, I love Trent. I'm going to say right now, uh, uh, right here now, Charles Tucker uh, III is the best character on Enterprise. <laughs> really? He is. I, the yes. best character on Enterprise? He is. Uh. He's, he is the most fully realized character he is he is he's a real person he's not a caricature yeah. and and he is that actor is allowed to just deliver his lines as naturally as possible he uh, yeah. never overchews technical dialogue uh he's he's just allowed to be himself he's just allowed to be a human huh. star trek characters don't always get to do that that no that's true that's man that's he's just a, a really dude in good space, way to dude. look at it yeah he is he is definitely a dude in space. He's a smart dude in space too. He's, yes, he's a smart, resourceful he's, dude. Yeah, he, that's the thing I was going to say. He's very resourceful, and and I feel like it's it's kind of overlooked, uh, especially for me when when doing a retrospective right now. I wouldn't have thought of him as this dynamic of a character, but yeah, he kind of is. Charles Tucker the Third. Charles Tucker the Third is uh, he, he's he's the heart and soul of that show. He is because he more even more than Scott Bakula. Mm-hmm. It's it's Trip that sort of represents this this you know the cowboy diplomacy. Yeah, it, he is the id. He is really the human id of the show. He's the person that always wants to try and do the right thing, even if it's not really the right thing. Yeah, he's the person who who leads with his heart. He he is the stand-in for the human race amongst all the aliens. Yeah, it's Trip that always. You know, at the acts first and asks questions later. Yeah. Yeah. He really does. He's the one that discovers what humanity shouldn't do oftentimes. <laughs> yeah. So that Scott and, and, and that's the and it's a great dynamic when Scott Bakula disagrees or is is on Trip's side, but because he's gotta be the captain, he's like, No, Trip, we can't do that, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Because I I get the feeling that those two are good friends, like yes. and were good friends before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think they touch on it, but they don't really, at least in the episodes I've watched. Again, um, they don't really go into too much detail of it of the in, wacky ex- escapades that they've had. But in I, in one of the upcoming episodes we'll be discussing, we will see their first meeting. Oh, okay. All right, that's good. Um, yeah, I de- definitely didn't see that episode the first go around. So, but there is real and true camaraderie between the yes. two of them. Yes, and I and I definitely like their dynamic a lot. Um, I even more even more so than in Kirk, because there there was never any indication that Kirk and Bones had a history right. together necessarily. <laughs> whereas with with Archer and 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 Trip, you get a sense that they've yeah. done some shit together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some. Some questionable nights out together. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so it was to me. It was interesting that Trip took the standpoint of let's try to fix stuff. Let's try to elongate how long we're we're going to be here before we suffocate to death. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was going to Mahoney his way out of that. He he really was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking know it. 
um, and Malcolm uh, was reserved to just die, um, yeah. but but in a in a dignified way, recording uh, everything, documenting everything, uh, every little thought that he had, uh, which to me was a little unbelievable. Um, yeah, because I don't expect the the weapons master of a starship to really talk about like what his, his meals are and stuff like that while he's, he's potentially dying. Like, I, I don't know. I, I can, I can get behind him sending a specific message to every single one of his girlfriends, to his parents, uh, to other people on the starship. But I just like the, the minuscule stuff. I just couldn't really get behind. For me, what rubbed me the wrong way about Malcolm's response to it was that it it felt like the writers relying too heavily on the fact that, well, Malcolm is a stoic Brit. Yeah, he, he comes from a long line of of stoic navy men, and so this is this is this is the proper British response. It it felt way too archetypy yes. instead of what would a real person do. Right, right. <clears throat> Which is unfortunate because we, you know, the first episode really showed us that these are real people. But yeah, um, yeah, the the writing seems to have ceased already. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Well, for some of them, at least. Trip, I thought, you know, they did a good job with him trying to come up with ways to stay alive and keep hope alive and everything like that. Which ultimately, spoiler alert, uh, he does uh, fix some stuff so that they find out that Enterprise is coming for them, but they realize that they are uh, going to be hours too late. Um, So there are a couple of things in this episode um, that... Uh, rub me the wrong way. One of which we talked about was the mashed potatoes uh, plugging up a hole caused by a uh, what was that? A micro what? A no. micro singularity. Micro singularity. That's right. <laughs> that that apparently creates a pinhole uh, that causes the oxygen to start escaping at some point. Um, yeah, and you know what? If you expose your finger to deep space, yep. it'll be fine. Yep. So don't worry about. It. You're not going to get like I don't know. It, it, it's not going to rip your skin off or freeze it or anything. <laughs> just pl- just hold that with your finger until you can reach some meatloaf. <laughs> well, it it was probably uh, safe because they have hull plating. Um, <laughs> so you so saying that you remind me of something and and i i think i've talked to other people about this but there is a, a a like made for tv movie that i remember um growing up that was uh people like trapped in space like they were on a, a derelict ship and it was just kind of drifting aimlessly right. and at some point there was a something that punctured the hull and they needed to close it off and so the person this one person randomly puts their hand over it as a attempt to fix it and their hand is fucking destroyed yeah, because it's frozen it would be and the pressure is basically ripping the skin out through that hole um so when i watch Anytime I watch something where they're like, oh, plug it, and it's in space, uh, I don't really like that concept because I, I – now, I don't know exactly how this would work, but I got to believe that the pressure involved would probably pull some skin through. I don't yeah. know if your, if your skin would freeze immediately because I've heard things that, like, you freezing in space actually takes a little bit of time. Okay. Um, but it would be cold enough that you'd probably have some frostbite or something. Um so yeah, that was really annoying to me to watch, uh, the, and then for them to plug it with some starchy potatoes, um, that somehow that was going to be enough to not 
immediately suck it right through. Yeah. Um, that's bullshit. The like, pressure of the vacuum of space cannot, cannot withstand, withstand potatoes. mashed potatoes. No, and and pre-made <laughs> rationed mashed potatoes. Yeah, now maybe some like some proper mashed potatoes made with real cream and butter, right, but right. not not right. Starfleet rations. No, certainly no. not. So that was one of them. Uh, the the other thing that, that stuck out of my mind that um, uh, I ultimately didn't like by the end was the dream sequence that. Um, uh, oh boy! Yeah, that um, uh, what's his name? Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm had uh, about to Paul. Um, yeah. So in the middle, he gets a little bit of sp- space madness, uh, and probably you know the the fact that he's dying, and so he has a dream that they are saved and rescued and end up on the Enterprise. And uh, Trip is passed out in this dream, and it's the Doctor, um, the the Captain, and to Paul, and then the Doctor and Captain leave, and he starts talking to to Paul, and it it gets really weird, like this. It goes to really, a weird place. It goes to a really weird place, like immediately. Um, and then they're they're making out, and then he starts talking in his sleep, and Trip asking what he's talking about, and he just writes it off. Now, here's where I have a, uh, another problem. A man has no problem recording all of his deepest uh, emotions for women that he's bedded, and he can't tell Trip that he had a sex dream about to Paul. When he fully expects that they are going to die in a matter of hours. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So absolutely right. (laughs) So a man has reserved to die. He would not have a problem saying that. (laughs) So I, that right there kind of like took me out of the episode. And then, um, the, the other part of it was I, they, they do a callback essentially to that. And then when they are rescued, um, they are, in the same location it's the same characters mm-hmm. and trip is passed out once again uh and then he asks to paul if there's something she was supposed to say and that's this is supposed to be the way the audience knows that this isn't a dream however it was done so poorly and i wasn't looking at the time because i was already so bored time had escaped me i thought this was going to be another dream and then all of a sudden credits roll <laughs> and i'm just like wow that's a really fucking shitty way to end the episode because I would at least want an apology from the captain for leaving the rendezvous point and causing all these problems. <laughs> but they're going to be fine. But they're going to be no fine. Apology so it's needed. all right. Oh God. Where, where the dream sequence lost me mm-hmm. was when somehow Malcolm gets fixated on the word stinky. Yeah, which is just one of the unsexiest words right. yes. uh, to start making out to, to, with someone too. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was about how humans smell, right? And we're stinky, and it's it's him trying to be naughty. Uh, and I, I don't even think Brits think stinky is a sexy word to make yeah. out. Yeah. It's, I, I, get, I, I feel like they're trying to – like this is a, a nice little moment for Star Trek to get to be goofier than it usually is. Yeah. It's just – it's weird. It's a dream Stinky, and, come on. Yeah, and, and I think it's the, the repetition. Like Stinky itself could have been funny, but he says it a lot. Like, over and over. It's, it's almost to the point where it's just like why – did they – is he having a stroke? Did the writer have a stroke? What's going on? Why does he need to say it? Like I think it's seven times he says it uh, in a row. And as a viewer, I just remember thinking this, this has no place 
anywhere <laughs> in in media. Like you wouldn't want to watch the same thing over said over and over and over again with very little changes to anything because he's saying it to a wooden actress at that point who <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if she is getting turned on or not partly yeah. because she's Vulcan and partly because she was a model with no acting experience. <laughs> so it, it just, the whole thing uh, just doesn't work. No, no. Um, so though all those things said, uh, the, the interactions between trip and Malcolm are, uh, are interesting. And they're, they're, I liked I like those two characters having the exact opposite responses and then kind mm. of coming to an understanding about why each feels the way they do <clears throat> uh, over Archer's uh, uh, contraband alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> which he keeps hidden in, in a yeah, shuttle why, pod. Why he's is the captain of the fucking... The... Right! I, unless he's just like, okay, I'll keep it there in case we ever go to a planet and I need to get something really quick. I, I don't know so. if that's the reason or if he's just – or has he hidden it all around the ship like an alcoholic? Are you that, going to go into the toilet, lift up the top part, and find like a couple bottles of, of beer in there or what? It's possible. That bottle appears in a future episode. <laughs> does so it really? I, I don't know if they, that's like they just kicked what it. How does it appear? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's Starfleet issue yeah. bourbon or – that's true. It's probably before they they took a, a hard stance on we are not serving alcohol. I guess so. Real alcohol. Because synth, um, synthahol wasn't until next generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there there is, I think, a real. There's a good moment that I feel is is well earned, mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, when <clears throat> when there's a chance that they could be saved. And uh, I think one of them needs to go outside the ship. Yes, yes. And 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 Trip insists that he will, even though Malcolm he, is driving him crazy. And at at this point, they're fighting and kind of mad yes, at each other. Yes, yeah. They um, they got the eighties uh, roommate syndrome going. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And and so what what that earns them mm-hmm. is in that final scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the callback to the dream sequence when they wake up in sick bay yeah. and they've been rescued and Malcolm looks over to trip and says, you know, rest well, my friend or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That moment where, where he says, you're my friend. Yes. I, I'd say that gets me in the feels because, yeah. because they earned it by showing that even this guy that doesn't, you know, this guy that you're fighting with who he would, he would, end his own life to save yes. yours yes yeah um, it was it was very <laughs> it was very heartfelt it was very drunken um but it, it was good i mean i uh what was it we've Trip- established that malcolm doesn't make friends easily that yes he's standoffish yes and, well yeah. and and of course malcolm pulls the weapon on him um oh yeah because he's that's how he keeps trip from leaving he he threatens to stun him i believe and yes uh and that way he'd, he'd fall back down and and you know they'd you know, they both die together essentially, as opposed to him giving up his life for one of them. Yes, um, which is is also very interesting to think about um, uh, on a philosophical level that you have a superior officer uh, willing to give up his life for for you, yeah, um, to potentially be rescued with no guarantee of it. So, and then 
But I also think that they were not definitely in the right mindset to be thinking about that because they were drunk. Oh, um, certainly not. Uh, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure and... somebody would have come up with the idea of blowing up the nacelles on the thing pretty quickly had they been sober. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, extreme circumstances because they honestly, at that point, things look bleak. So Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll say this is not my favorite episode. <laughs> no, I... I don't. I don't really like. Uh, uh, there's a term for this, and I can't fucking think of it. Where they're trapped in one space. Um, yeah, these very sort of solo, introspective yeah. character pieces. It's they're not my favorite <laughs> to watch. Um, I I definitely liked some of the character work they did on it, and that's what those pieces usually are. You you take the location out, and you're just focusing on characters. Yeah. But they're not always done well. This was done all right. Um, yeah. I I definitely liked um, learning a little more about the characters. Um, but I, 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 I regret that I, I don't feel like for the rest of the, the series, yeah. I don't feel like they ever picked up on this relationship between them again. That's what I, okay. So I was going to ask that because I don't remember really seeing them being buddy, buddy, like the same right. level that we see, um, O'Brien and Bashir going well, and playing darts oh and forks. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. Cause he was a fucking like. What not cyborg, but you know he could have been beating him in darts all the time. Uh, anyway, different series. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I was going to say I don't see them as the same same level of friendship as uh, um, you know the captain and, and Trip. Oh um, no, yeah, but, uh, Malcolm's but, not getting invited to dinner in the captain's right, quarters, right? Which which I get that, but at least kind of show a little bit. But that again goes to the fact that I feel like they I don't think they really knew what they were doing. With the writing, I don't think they had an overall idea of how they wanted to do this. At least with Next Generation, when when something big happened, it carried over. Like you you had repercussions that affected the writing for the rest of the season. Maybe not in the initial couple, um, but it definitely happened after. And you saw that happen with every single Star Trek after that, whether it's Deep Space Nine or Voyager. Um, so I was really. Um, I was really wondering if they did play on this, but I didn't remember seeing anything about yeah. them really being friends. So. I don't recall them yeah. building on that friendship at all. Yeah. Uh, we'll see as we <laughs> as we continue to watch more episodes yeah. uh for for the podcast, but I'm not I'm not hopeful. Um <laughs> in any case, I, I tend to chalk that up to it being a product of of its time, yeah. it, frankly, there's there's a lot of Enterprise that is the worst. The most difficult things for me to get over with Enterprise is it simply being a network television drama of the early two thousands. <laughs> um, you know, Sopranos was happening over on HBO and yeah. would not permanently change the landscape of of television uh its, its effects wouldn't feel repercussions until the sopranos ended and and that writing staff yeah. had a diasporia and you know spread out and and seeded other shows like <laughs> yeah. mad men and and uh boardwalk empire and and would establish what prestige television should be yes i i would agree with that a hundred percent but i also feel like yeah it's early 2000s but there were a a bunch of other there were three other uh series before that of of a newer generation uh that did some of these things a lot better 
Um, and, and to see them almost regress with Enterprise, I think, is the part that really saddens me the most. That you had some of these things that worked in the originals, um, or not the originals, I shouldn't say, but the previous series, um, and to not take some of that to heart. It's, it's almost as if they each time that they did a new series, they, they lost a little bit along the way. Um, Voyager, I definitely didn't like an awful lot, but I liked it more than Enterprise. Um, it, it, I hold uh, Next Generation and um, um, Deep Space Nine r- roughly on the same plane. I, I have more of an affinity for uh, Next Generation, but that's just because of how what I grew up with more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they they took aspects of it and and just made it worse. Um, and speaking of like being trapped on a, a you know, a freaking um, shuttle pod. Uh, that's all Voyager was to me, was them trapped on on a boat in space, not going anywhere near home. Um, Seven damn years of that. Yeah, that drove me nuts. <clears throat> um, I I just did not... That, that show really irritated me. There were a lot of good standalone episodes, but there were a lot of episodes that gave you that... that immense feeling of dread because after the episode was done you they sustained a ton of damage and that carried over um because that was also in the era where they remembered things um (laughs) so you know it it really was aggravating to me to to um to see that show but then um to watch enterprise not even have that ability to carry things over like i know as the series progresses uh, and you get the whole uh, fluid space and all that shit that like a lot of stuff is is carried over, and they do. Yeah, more they, they of would a, embrace a persistent. They, yeah, they do more of a narrative arc <laughs> for it uh, as opposed to standalone episodes. But they still the standalone episodes just they should still tie together. Those things happened. They were not in a bubble. You didn't just watch it on one episode and nothing was gained from it. Like they, it's supposed to be a story that is told that had significance, and I feel like they don't do that with Enterprise at all. You know, in planning this series, uh, the thought has occurred to me several times <clears throat> whether or not I should try to evaluate Enterprise completely on its own merits just as a television show, as an example of of genre television, yeah. or if I should critique it in comparison to other Star Trek series, um, which almost doesn't seem fair. Um, but I think really that's – that's the real tragedy of Enterprise yeah. is that it wanted to stand on its own. It wanted to be a piece of television that didn't have to rely on the history of Star Trek to be enjoyable. But it just kept falling back onto capitalize, trying to capitalize on the success of Star Trek. Because as it would lose viewers, they'd yeah. say, "Oh, okay, we got to do we more to, Star Trekky yeah. stuff. We gotta, we gotta do callbacks to Next Generation. We gotta do callbacks to all this other stuff. Yeah, um, we, well, we gotta get the fan base back." And and part of it is, if they wanted to make it standalone uh, uh, outside of Star Trek, then don't do a Star Trek. I, I guess. I mean, I it, it's kind of a crummy thing to do. Whether you're doing it before the inception of the original series. Or you're doing it well after the the last after Voyager, um, you're still it's still in that universe, and you're still going to have people that expect certain things. And the reason I, I compare it to other Star Treks is because it's in the title. Um, <laughs> if if you're going to have something, it wasn't at first. What Enterprise? It's Star Trek. Oh. 
Well, no, okay, okay. I that's true. It was just going to be Enterprise, <laughs> yes, but it was still go- it was still under the Star Trek <laughs> umbrella. Um, is is what I would argue. Um, and and at that point, you are you are having an expectation um, that you are carrying on this series or this overall series, which has a a wide variety of things that have already been established. And if you don't pay attention to those things. Um, you're going to not only upset people, but you're going to make it goddamn confusing. It's going to turn into Smallville around like the the last couple seasons where they just didn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, forget everything that's already established. We just made our own show, and it's going to do whatever it wants. Uh, it's it's very difficult to kind of swallow that as somebody that watches a series that is part of an overall universe. And rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, perhaps we should end our discussion of, yeah. of Shuttle Pod 1. Uh, join us. Thank you for I, – I, 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 I don't know. It's not a great episode. It's not a great episode. It's not a great episode. Okay. But it was on a lot of, of uh, favorites uh, on, online. Like this was a favorite That's for a weird. lot of people. Yeah. You people have bad taste. <laughs> I'll tell you some good episodes. <laughs> you just wait. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, uh, if you uh, agree or disagree, if you're a Enterprise fanboy, if you're a Bacula hater, uh, we'd love to hear. So uh, <laughs> find us on Facebook and Twitter and let us know what you think. And join us next time for our next episode of, the, uh, of this Fat Gatsby Reserve series. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take care. Bye. <laughs>